and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show. Hello and welcome to the Disney Holic Show. That's Jen Dis. And that's Mike TV. Today, we'll be talking all about Disney parks, including the recent Disneyland news updates, and I'll be sharing highlights from my recent Disney World trip. All right, Jen Diz. So I know we were apart for about a week or so while I was at Disney World. And as soon as I got <gasps> back, it so was... So devastating. Right? <laughs> like, not only were you far away from... I mean, you're always far away from me. But even further, and in, like, the second happiest place on Earth. We'll give it that. Right. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited to hear about all the things about your Disney World trip. But first, I have to say... What did we just had April Fools go by and I think a lot of people think it's me but actually you got a lot of people really good on April Fools. You want to tell people yeah, that I couldn't it, help what happened? It. Um I know everybody on the West Coast at least Disneylanders are so excited about finding out when tickets go on sale for the reopening so I had this idea in the middle of the night to um doctor a website page from Disneyland and make it seem like tickets went on sale and that they were sold out um, with a blurb about being only for legacy pass holders and I posted it at 3 a.m. New York time meaning I stayed up to make sure it happened on midnight April 1st. Oh my gosh you got so many people I love the comments that were coming in they were just like how much were the tickets? Like when, like, I didn't even know about this. Like they definitely were fooled. You got people really good. Um, Boom. Yeah, it was really fun. And then I also had to like then share that with another group of people. And like, it was just, it was really funny. Um, I haven't really seen an April Fool's joke go over that well in a long time. Like usually people just kind of catch on and it's not as fun, but that one was really fun. Good, good. You know, <laughs> so I bravo, love, a good, bravo. love a good prank. Jokester. You are good at them. Um, I love the fact that you stayed up till 3 a.m. to do it. It was funny because I told I told him later, you guys, I was like, Mike, you could have just had me do it. You know, I'm up till midnight, like on <laughs> West Coast time. You don't have to stay up till 3 a.m. And then he's like, but I wanted to get you too. And I was like, if you ever were to just post on our Instagram and not tell me, like, <laughs> I almost said slack me. If you were to, like, not text me or call me immediately when tickets go on sale, we would not be friends anymore. Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. True. Very I'd true. I'd be so mad. <laughs> like, wow, you went straight to Instagram instead of telling me. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Disneyland news, at the time of that April Fool's joke, they had not posted the um ticket like just there's no information about the tickets at that point so everyone is just waiting and ready and wanting to know how much things cost like all the details when they're gonna go on sale all that kind of stuff but believe it or not we finally got the news from disney that actually gave us more information on tickets <laughs> that's right just yesterday after waiting 
basically three whole weeks from the time that they announced the opening of Disneyland. We finally got ticket information. They still haven't given us everything, so we have some information, but the most important is how to book your tickets is out and when it's going to happen, like how and when. So... Um, although I don't know how much money is flying out of my pocket just yet, I do know like when I can do that. So <laughs> here is what we know so far. Um, of course, the usual stuff like they're going to have advanced health and safety measures um, that are going to be enforced, including masks, right? Good. Um, there is going to be limited capacity due to California state guidelines, which is currently at 25%. So bigger than the 15% that they were originally thinking was going to happen. So that's good. Um, and as of now, tickets are only available for purchase by California residents and you will need to make park reservations in advance via a new park reservation system. So that's part of what we wow, have that's so far. All, it's already very confusing to me. <laughs> to <laughs> right. This. It's a lot so of stuff. When you say tickets go on sale for California people, what does that actually mean? So actually, I'm glad you brought that up because we don't have like firm answers on that yet either but we're assuming that they're going to be at some point checking that we're california residents again no idea how they're going to do that um one example that i can think of that disney's actually done in the past is to in order to buy the socal annual pass you had to put in a zip code so it's the only thing i can think of but then they don't check beyond that so you could just look up like i think i've even tried it before (laughs) guilty but yeah, like yeah like you type in I, I remembered i typed in 90210 <laughs> this is the first one you knew that came to <laughs> mind the first thing I thought of. get that socal discount oh, i always wonder that because florida always has deals too for disney world i never even thought of trying that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure i have i don't remember if i was successful or not in getting the ticket but um I, I really just don't know how they're going to do that yet. But as of now, you have to live somewhere within the California state lines in order to go. And then it's strictly because of California guidelines, too. It's not like a Disney thing. It's like a California thing. Oh, so, okay. yeah, um, it was part of like their new park updates that they came out with for the um, reopening like measures they were doing for COVID. Oh, for all theme parks and that type. Yeah. Of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and then it gets a little confusing, and uh, a lot of us are not super happy about this, including myself, Uh, so I'll just lay out the next details for you, and I'm going to actually read this part verbatim off of their website because, like I said, it's confusing, so I want to hear how you translate it, and Mm. then I'll tell you how I translate it, and then... All you listeners out there can translate it yourself because I don't have the answers. So, (laughs) first of all, they said, here are some key dates to remember. April 9th, if you currently hold a theme park ticket, you can check available days for your one, wait, what does it say? For your one day ticket beginning April 9th on Disneyland.com slash park updates. So that one's already weird to me. So that's this Friday. That's this Friday, like two you days. You can check park pass availability for April 30th and further. Yes. But you can't book anything. But you can't book anything. And then April 12th is the next date to remember. And it says, the theme park reservation system will open no earlier than 8 a.m. Pacific time on April 12th. And guests who already have a valid theme park ticket may begin making park reservations. So that's that seems like when you can actually 
purchase them. And my weirdness with this is like, why do we want to go look at it on the ninth if we can't buy it till the twelfth, like three <laughs> right. days later? And and uh, according to that, there should be nothing blocked out, right? Yeah, right. So calendar. super confusing. Um, the one catch to that that I can think of is that you know there's different types there's like tiered tickets right like you have a peak ticket you had off peak or whatever they would call it they had like different levels of tickets that you could buy as these individual day tickets or multi-day tickets um so i'm assuming that they've updated the calendar so that you can go in and see like oh my ticket or these days are now peak because maybe april 30th last year wasn't considered peak but it might be now interesting right that's the only thing i could think of of why anybody would want to pick like look at it three days early (laughs) so you can plan around it i guess and then like the next date is april 15th which is that following monday i'm sorry april 12th is the following monday and then april 15th is the thursday and it says theme park ticket sales will resume no earlier than 8 a.m pacific time on April 15th, and guests without park tickets may begin purchasing tickets and making park reservations. So that's when it's kind of free-for-all at that point. So three dates, April 9th. If you have a ticket already, you can look, but not touch. Look, but don't touch. Yeah. <laughs> April 12th, if you have a ticket already, you can actually touch it. And then April 15th, anybody can get in and touch it. <laughs> and this is all think? web-based, right? Or app yes, based. web and uh, Probably I don't web. know if it's even on the app. Yeah, because it just says Disneyland.com slash park updates. So I don't know. Actually, I'm sure April 15th, you're going to be able to buy tickets on your app, right? I don't on know. On the app. With know. Disney World, if I'm remembering correctly, I did. It did take me off site to Chrome to do oh. the park pass stuff but it let me do it from the app like it, ac- it actually had the link in there. yeah you would think it can't i would assume if they're trying to get people to use it they would continue to so it definitely doesn't clarify that and i hadn't even thought about that until right now so, so my concern is for people <laughs> that have unused tickets right they can mm-hmm. reserve on the 12th right but what if that ticket is a physical ticket like they didn't buy it digitally so it does say in the no before you go section it does say that you need to link your tickets to your app or your or the website so you'll have to use okay. the barcode number put it in make sure you have it there so that's actually i'm glad you brought that up too so like everybody knows that when they're ready to buy their tickets you have to have it ready to go like just do it ahead of time. Do it on the eighth or well ninth. I guess you can look, so you can have ninth till the twelfth to upload it if you haven't yet. And have it already <laughs> before you make your park pass reservations at eight a.m. on Monday. Yeah, jeez, wow. yes. Um, so the thing that makes me upset about this is because they're kind of sort of excluding annual pass holders. Do you see how? I mean, you're left with sloppy seconds, basically. Yes, (laughs) right? And, like, we've had so many discussions about this uh, since the news came out that, like, oh, probably, it's all assumptions, though, right? Oh, probably people who don't have annual passes, like, maybe don't even know about this. A, B, don't care to go the the first day it opens. C, like, lost their ticket because it's been a year. Like, there's a million things that have come up with, like, what could happen and like why that might not clog up day one or the first weekend or whatever of the ticket sales 
but still not being able to have that same opportunity makes me really sad. Like, actually really sad. So. And it is weird because everybody has to buy a ticket. There's no APs, so. Right, right. What, other than the the website traffic, are there any other reasons we could think of of why they would stagger it like that? So, I mean, uh, for instance, one of our friends of the show, I won't mention her name, but she, she said like, oh, you know, these people, like they have to do something with these people's tickets that have just been collecting dust. Like they spent hundred something dollars on this ticket and it's just sitting in their closet probably at this point, not even in their wallet anymore, right? Yeah. It's been like a year. So like they have to take care of them and get those values taken care of, which totally makes sense. But my argument to that back was like they just refunded annual pass holders. It's not like we like have been cruising on this extra cash for like this whole year and everybody else is screwed. It's like nobody had this money for this full year. Then they decided to cancel annual passes. I still haven't gotten my refund back. And I checked in recently and they just said it's pending. So like just hold on. Really? I got mine right away for the um, whatever it was called. Flex. Yeah, the Flex Pass. Yeah, Jacob and I both have not yet. Wow. And they're just, they said it, everything looks fine. We double checked all the information. Everything's great. It's just like hasn't gone through yet. And she's like, you're just in line. Don't worry about it. We're, we're good. And I'm like, okay. So like, I'm also sitting here with this annual pass. That's like basically a ticket. So just right. kind of a bummer, you know? And especially like the, the reason I get sad is like, yeah, it's a business and to them, maybe it's ticket uh, sales so they don't look at it as like annual passholders should be anything special but they do give us special treatment and we are the most loyal out of the bunch so like like you just are if you're spending that much time and money towards something then like you would think at least you would get equal access if not better right and this time yeah. we're definitely not i feel like there's really Aside from the web traffic, if that's really the only reason, they should have just opened it all up or they should open it all up at the same time. And then right. those people with the dusty tickets will still get a park pass reservation. Yeah, I can't figure ticket. out why you're right. I can't like it's beyond me of like how because it's not like it's weeks ahead and they can like really feel like they got more bang for their buck. It's like a couple days ahead. So like I don't know. Wait, so when is the day that you you can do fresh ones? Wednesday. Fresh ones are the 15th. So three days later. A Thursday? Is that a Thursday? Yeah. Interesting. So Monday is, is the existing ticket holders. Thursday is everybody else. So we won't know until later next week. Because what I'm curious about is if we look at the calendar on the 9th. I mean, we might as well look at it because it's there. I'm what definitely going to look at it if I can. If I have access, I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm what would you do what if... About. If like the 30th, 1st, and 2nd was blocked out for ticket, for dusty tickets and only open for APs. Or yeah, I know. For the that's, another, that's another thing that's been in my head. I'm like, it's too good to be true. I don't want to set myself <laughs> up for failure. Yeah. But it could easily be like a blockout day for if you didn't have a peak ticket. I do think that might happen. Blockouts. Like and that whole weekend, maybe. Do... Um, I wonder if they could do limits too so that there's still a bunch open that just weren't purchasable at that point. I don't know. All oh, we can do is speculate saying, yeah. at this point. They've done that. Too. This is all speculation and it's fine. But I mean, it's just so it's complicated. And 
being like so anxious about wanting to be there for the opening I just you know me like that is like my favorite thing at Disney is like being there for the opening it's not because I want to be first and be popular because I like got there first it's the excitement of it I love being in the thick of it and like hearing people excited to return to Disneyland and I will cry a million tears if I don't get it I'm not even kidding so (laughs) hopefully it works out because you guys don't want to see this I'm an ugly crier it's not cute yeah and all the stars are aligned for you like you'll be vaccinated by then fully I know so like three days before i'll be that like fully done and i'm just like ready to go like let's do this our listeners could put good energy out there for jen yes please maybe Alyssa can put something in the air too yes she's very good at doing that i actually put this ticket sale thing in the air the other day and it didn't work it took 48 hours for them to announce it but (laughs) she seems to do it it happens within 15 seconds so Alyssa, holler just saying put it out verbally into the universe um, a couple of other quick additional details I just wanted to update um, is that they they have now said officially that hotel reservations are not guaranteeing you entrance to the park like they did for Galaxy's Edge. So, like, that's out. Um, dining reservations open up as of April 22nd for limited locations or select locations. Um, park Hopper will be available. So, like, there's definitely going to be a Park Hopper option. It is very similar to Walt Disney World where... Um, it only happens. It only starts after one p.m. So like oh. you have to pick your start park for the day, and then after one p.m. you could go over to the other park. And they haven't said anything about like hopping back and forth. But the last piece that I'm also very sad about. I'm such a. I'm like very happy and very sad at the same time with this whole information. Park hours. Are you ready? Oh, okay. I was waiting <laughs> for this one. Oh my god, park hours are from nine a.m to 7 p.m wow it's so early right now i looked it up anaheim as of the time of this recording sunset is at 7 16 p.m so the sun ain't even trying to go down yet at seven o'clock and they're gonna kick us out of there and you know how much i love nighttime like literally six or seven p.m till midnight is my favorite time so i'm pretty sad right now but that's okay it's not all about me I'm just being very That's selfish like, here. That's like, what, 10 hours <laughs> if you do open to close. I feel like the ticket shouldn't be the same exact price as it usually is. <laughs> I know. And you know what? Another question that came up um, is that, like, people had tickets with max passes on them. So what happens then? Like, do they get oh. refunded for that addition? Like, how does that work? Because it's definitely not going to be max pass. Oh, so you could buy a ticket with max pass all at once ahead of time? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so, and you could, and I think, like, I can't remember. It's been so long since I've had to buy a hard ticket, but I'm pretty sure that sometimes you can add on parking as well. So, like, Sounds all those familiar. kind of attributes. Yeah, like, I remember they have, like, preferred parking and regular parking, um, and I'm pretty sure you can add that on ahead of time to your ticket. So, like, all that in mind, like, how is that going to be taken care of? I actually chatted in with support about that, and they have ignored me thus far, but... <laughs> Did you pretend like you questions. had that type of ticket and you're asking about it? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. what happens if I have Max Pass? It's like an extra twenty dollars a day. Can I turn that into a park hopper instead? Wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder what they do. We with will that. see. But there's also some other news in Disneyland, and I have so many feelings. 
both ways. Actually, I'm on both teams for this one, which is weird. But did you hear that they are now introducing alcohol at another location in Disneyland at the Blue Bayou? I didn't know until you told me because um, I was at, at the parks at the time. And um, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, shoot, is she going to get mad about this? <laughs> <laughs> so what was your reaction? Um, so like I have never, so I've never drank before, but I just want to make this clear. I have no problem with people drinking. Like every single person I know besides myself, almost like 99.9% of my friends drink. Um, so it's not that, but for some reason it just doesn't feel right in Disneyland. And I think it's just because it never has been that way in Disneyland. So like, it just makes it feel this like. Like, you don't need it in Disneyland, I think is the biggest reason I feel that way. Because Disneyland already does that, like, extra level for you, which is sometimes why people like to have a drink. is because it kind of lifts you up another level, right? So I'm saying this as a non-drinker, but I'm assuming, <laughs> and that's what I've heard and been told. But, um, so I feel like you don't really need it in Disney. And then, like, also just the idea of people getting sloshed in Disneyland is like, uh-uh, go to Magic Mountain. Okay, bye. Like- <laughs> Magic Mountain. <laughs> um, I I do like how you are trying to think in the mind of a drinker, right? Like, do they need it? Do they need that spirit lifting? What I would say is, um, as somebody who doesn't drink often, uh, mostly because as I got older, like, the recovery period is hard and I just don't really, I just don't like it as much. It'll either make me sleepy or give me a headache, especially if it's like in a hot place, like a theme park. Um, (laughs) But the way I see it and the way it seemed to be described when I kept reading into it was it's more about the experience of the dining, which that I could see. Like if you think about Napa Rose, is that what it's called? Napa Rose. Um, it's all about the wine pairing. So people who do like to drink wine might like to pair it with the chef's recommendation with that steak. So if they stick to that at Blue Bayou and say, oh, this is a, you know, a French wine that goes well with a croque-mesure, or they mentioned something about a specialty mint julep that'll be right. served there. But like you like you said, anything else, like hard liquor, regular bar drinks, that doesn't seem right, doesn't fit in. Right. Yeah, so as soon as I read into it deeper and saw the same thing, I was like, all right, that's cool. It'll be like, like they're going to keep it classy, it seems like, right? They're going to like, here, have a drink with your dinner. It's like you're not going there to get drunk. You're going there to have a drink with your dinner. It's very different. Totally. So, so that made me on board. So that, that's where I'm on now the other team also. At oh, first good. I was like, no, blasphemy. I'm pretty sure the word blasphemy came out of my mouth <laughs> when I read the news, but I've gotten over it. <laughs> I like that. So we can we can agree that it's good from a foodies. We we stick up for the foodies and people who like the dining experience with some right. sort of pairing. Right. And although I don't personally know what it's like to have a drink with my meal, I know it's like just some people's favorite thing is having like a yeah. glass of wine with their meal. And for whatever reason that makes you happy, it seems to be a common practice. So <laughs> it's like it yeah. must be good. <laughs> Unless you're a, like a real housewife of Bravo, you also don't really get sloshed from wine. You could have two glasses and you're fine. Maybe you'll take a nap if at most. Oh my God, you're hilarious. <laughs> um, I also posted when I found out this news on our Instagram and I did a poll 
I said, Blue Bayou will now be serving alcohol. How does this make you feel? And I put two beer glasses, like steins, like beer steins, which is definitely not what it's going to be. And they're like cheersing, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then I put um, uh, like a thumbs down. And 72% of you said thumbs, like the cheers, like we're excited about it. So Into definitely it. the general public and all of our Friends here at the Disney Holic Show are very excited about it. Not everybody, but like most. So majority yeah. rules, I guess. <laughs> and I think you're right when you said keep it classy. I'm trying to think of other places. So at Magic Kingdom, they have that uh, Be Our Guest restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, and they serve alcohol, but I've only really seen people get like the wine or like yeah. a, a fancy beer, like in a glass. Yeah, exactly. DCA. Well, DCA. Take that back. Maybe. <laughs> So, <laughs> I feel like it goes with the theme, though. D yeah. yeah. <laughs> DCA also has beer carts, which is just like, all right, that's just a whole night. I, I don't even, I just ignore the fact that that's there and pretend it's Hollywood happen. Studios, but, too. And they have like full on bar carts now with like different booths. Oh, my gosh. Booths. Really? I didn't know yeah. that. I don't like it. It looks like Six Flags. Another place people get very drunk, though, is Epcot. Oh, duh. <laughs> I can't the believe Drinking we didn't around the world thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it also, like, I mean, I don't see messy people, though, in general, which is just nice. I do. We'll talk about it. I, oh, I see messy okay. I've right. seen messy people. I've seen messy people. And then one last thing in Disneyland news, and this may have been going on for a while, but with the idea that it's opening soon and that I am also going to be visiting shortly after or whatever, um, they came out with another foodie guide. And for some reason, that just, like, made me feel like, oh my God, this is happening. Like, this is going to happen. They have new items that are coming to the park. They have new items that are going around downtown Disney. It's just, like, exciting to see what I used to look at all the time while visiting the park. So, like, for whatever reason, that, like, foodie guy that came out recently just kind of made me a little elated. That's exciting. <laughs> actually, so I think most of, now that I'm, like, remembering, it's actually just downtown Disney because I don't think they actually said anything in the park which I think I was just getting too excited about because it is mixed with what's going on in Walt Disney World so I just got confused and you were there so I was like man there's all this crazy stuff what's going on but I have to say at Disneyland Resort the thing I'm the most excited about is in downtown Disney and it's at Salt and Straw and they have this drink or sorry this uh I'm on the I'm on the drink idea still. Um, they have this ice cream that's called Pots of Gold and Rainbows, and it says whole grain cereal and cream for that bottom of the bowl sweetened milk before stirring in mountains of rainbow marshmallows. Wow! So it sounds like the they call it cereal milk. It's that sweetened milk. So and it just looks so weird. Like the picture of it, it has like a scoop of ice cream, but it's just kind of like sloppy. It's not like a cone and then below it it looks like a bowl of, of lucky cereal. charms or something right yeah, <laughs> yeah so i'm like what is this it looks so good and i do have to admit i love cereal milk same do you any the kind milk at the end of your cereal I'll, I'll take cocoa puff cereal milk i'll take fruity pebbles cereal milk <laughs> all of them even like sorry but the more healthy cereals even those the cereal milk is good like yeah Honey bunches of oats. I was gonna say honey bunches of oats. <laughs> like oh my gosh, I have some so upstairs, good. and I, now I want to eat some. <laughs> so it doesn't even have to be like the candied cereal; just any cereal milk 
is good. And this one's definitely candied cereal because, like, the picture is just full of Lucky Charm marshmallows, like, insane amounts of them. But it looks colorful, cute, and delicious. So that's what I'm most excited about. So I'm excited about something that I'm curious what you think, okay. because I don't think you're going to like it, is the corn dogs, <clears throat> the blue ribbon Ooh. corn dogs with the pickle inside. I could not be less excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks, well, I think it sounds really good, but the picture of it, which we'll put on our Instagram, doesn't look appetizing because it's not a real corn dog. It's panko crusted. Which it's like, why would you ruin a corn? If you're going to do a twist on a corn dog, you can't twist everything. So you can't do, change the outer coating and then stick a pickle in it and then put it with peanut butter instead of Oh my God, that's what I was just going to say. They have a side of peanut butter. And like that is a classic pregnant woman thing. <laughs> peanut butter and pickles. You're right. right. It's like you hear that all the time. So I was like, did yeah. they specifically make this for all the pregnant women out there? Because what is this? Also... Um, it reminds me of Korean corn dogs. Have you ever had a Korean corn dog? Oh, no, I haven't. They have that like panko outer stuff, and it's usually like they have like it's just like really create like they have normal corn dogs too, but a lot of like really creative, crazy corn dogs come out of that. Um, there's some that are like filled with cheese, and then the corn dog or like and then the hot dog in the middle is just like pretty crazy. They're like way bigger too. Oh, at this blue ribbon corn dogs thing. I think this 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 is blue ribbon the one you're talking about. I mean, but, is that where you're saying they have other ones? I've never been there. No, I don't. I don't know if they do or not, but I've just seen them out and about, like in San Francisco and stuff. So, um, but just to describe this for our listeners that might not see the photo, it looks like <laughs> it's like a corn dog, and it's the picture of it has it cut so you could see the inside of it and like the layers, and it kind of looks like a normal corn dog like crust until you get to the outside with the panko but like you can see the breading then it has the hot dog in the middle but in between the breading and the hot dog it has a circle of pickle so it's like they took a pickle and cored it right like yeah. they took the middle of it out stuck it over like a sleeve over the hot dog and then deep fried it in the breading and it's and then rolled it in panko probably like it's pretty intense it is intense and the the middle part the hot dog meat doesn't even look like a hot dog it looks like like True. ground salami or something True. so who knows how they did that maybe they stuffed it after they cored it cored oh my gosh, it. you're right i didn't even think about that but like either way i would take i'd have something. to taste it yeah i almost I, so i'm i cannot do pickles pickles and if you if you do not like pickles for those people out there they understand me if you don't like pickles it sucks because pickles mess up the rest of your food like yeah. They get everywhere and they soak up their flavor into everything around them. So like if you don't like it, you're kind of stuck with it. Like no and matter what. And pickles have so, Do you like mustard? I like mustard. It's interesting cuz pickles and mustard have a similar flavor. Um I think you sometimes put mustard seeds in the pickle jar while it's pickling. And so I'm oh. wondering if that's hmm. why they got they didn't serve it with mustard. Is because they're like, well, let's just give peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, you get like a little taste of the mustard with the pickle. And then, yeah, somebody was like, well, you need to serve something. We have extra peanut butter back here. Yeah, we have extra people. We have all this surplus of peanut butter. Let's just make it a trend. Um, I am curious, though, like the fact that this looks so unique, it makes me want to try it, too, because I'm like, how could this possibly go together? So it makes me curious about trying it. 
But I think the fact that I don't like pickles is going to ruin it. But I think you'll gag. Ugh, stop. I don't <laughs> even think about that. Yeah, no, not doing it. But other than that, they have a lot of really cute things on this menu, and I am just excited to It's a good reason for people to again. go then, now that I think about it, even before it opens in, April, in the yeah. end of April. Just hang out at Disney downtown disney oh my gosh i almost said disney springs i know shame you guys shame shame i'm gonna we should have a shame bell on this show i think we should, have that. <laughs> we should. <laughs> so just for you guys um who don't know the backstory on that so mike used to live here in california then he moved to new york a long time ago now how long have you been out there over 10 years Oof. at least right i've now lived here longer than california which is weird oh wow okay yeah. so you've been there for a long long time um and he used to be like a disneylander Hardcore Disneylander. And now he's gone to Disney World so much, he keeps messing up the names of things that are like kind of the sister version in Disney World. Like he said Casey's Corner yesterday when we were talking about Coke Corner. And I was like, hold up. Get out of here. (laughs) Okay, I have a question, though. Does Coke Corner have a statue of Casey? No. Oh, wow. No. Because I don't know what I've ever called that. I've heard you call it Coke Corner after you told me. But I don't know what I ever refer to it as. It's, it's like the place Maybe with the chili did. dogs. Do you, did you go there often? <laughs> Sometimes I would go to get the chili dogs. Oh, okay. okay. Which they took away, right? The footlongs? Something happened dramatically last year. I don't know. I Controversy. Really. But anyway, so we were talking about drinking and talking about foodie stuff. So I think this is a perfect lead-in to have you tell us all about your trip to Walt Disney World because there are so many things going on with that trip and I mean just so many new things and it's officially our first time back yeah. in one of the parks yeah. so Mike made it first I'm a little jealous a lot of jealous but that's okay so can you tell us a little bit about it yeah we were together in spirit but it was yeah. <laughs> it was a um it was honestly emotional going to the a Disney park for the first time not not only because of the pandemic, but first time since we started Disney Holics. So mm. my point of view was a lot more different than usual. There's like things I was trying to look for and share. Um, and I actually had someone and people to share it with. Normally, it's just um, me getting me. excited and maybe telling only you through a voice memo <laughs> or something. But now we have right. someone to talk about it. So it's like really exciting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it does change the whole aspect of how you look at things and what you take pictures of. And it's, it's just totally very different. Totally. I would say, um, so thinking about my Disney World trip. So I went there for about six nights. And the reason why I went was um, I was pretty much pretty much fully vaccinated at that point. And then at the same time, um, I had Disney Vacation Club points that I had to use for lodging that were going to expire on March 31st. So there we go. I had to go. And my last night there was uh, March 30th. Checked out on March 31st. Um, (laughs) So one thing we should just get out of the way is, you know, the pandemic and COVID and how they were treating it. Um, So for the most part, especially when you're at – like the lobby of a resort. And then when you're inside the parks, it was very safe in terms of what they were trying to do. So they really did everything they could do, but there's still human error. And every now and then I heard Disney cast members have to enforce the rules, but um, but not that often. 
And then when we, when we, when I, because I did go by myself, everybody, when I went to um, some of the other spots like Disney Springs or the boardwalk shopping area, that's when it was a lot more lax and there was nobody enforcing it. Therefore, I started to see um, more people than I wanted to either not wearing masks or doing the like the nose popping out uh, trick. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, popular. Yeah. Um, and then. But going back to the park, it felt pretty safe. There was hand sanitizer everywhere. Um, I also, there was a point where I started noticing that there weren't hand hand sanitizers in certain like ghost, like dead areas of the park. And I would get mad. And then I realized because there's a bathroom there, which is better than Uh, hand sanitizer. (laughs) And I forget that it's an option sometimes. I'm like, oh, that's like, that's premium. I should go in there. Um, and even in there, they have uh, signs in the mirror where you're looking that says, um, wash your hands for 20 seconds, which, yeah. So overall, and then the cast members had masks. They all had matching ones. Um, so you knew who was a cast member. It was like this Disney ga- galaxy star looking thing um, that everybody had all the way from the resort cast members to theme park cast members and, sh- and stores. They all wore it which was nice. And then some people went as far as wearing the extra plastic visor, particularly the people who were face-to-face a lot, like if you're standing in front of a queue entrance or loading people on a ride. Mm, yeah, um, we get like closer to people. Yeah. Any questions you had about the COVID experience? <laughs> so I've been hearing a lot about people not following the rules and then getting in fights with cast members when they tried to Oof. like – enforce it how did you see any of that on your trip thank goodness no i did not see that nice okay yeah that's good. you're there for like a whole week so that's that's good yeah to yeah wow that sucks to hear that that was happening though but good thing i oh, didn't yeah. experience it um i know it's hard and then it makes people probably want to enforce it less because they get yelled at I'm like that sucks so yeah <laughs> um but i guess moments like that would kind of like ruin or you know, just change your Disney experience. So, like, yeah. I'm glad to hear, A, that you didn't experience that. And, B, um, I just feel bad that, that that people who are not following the rules are ruining, like, people's day by that. So, that's kind of sad. But um, I also wonder, like, how much those cast member masks are going on eBay for. Oh, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Or maybe after, like, post-pandemic, like, when we don't have to wear masks Something. anymore. Would you rewear somebody's, or would you? <laughs> I don't I don't know that I would. Although, it might be kind of a cool, like, little souvenir to have, like, a memory thing. So, I might, like, wash it. If it was, like, it. a cute like, guy cast member, I would take it. <laughs> or if Chris Evans was there and they gave him a mask. <laughs> Oh my God, Chris Evans, you're like, please, may I have your mask and rub it all over your face? Just breathe in it. Breathe all over it. Um, the other thing I would Unless say. Unless you just had a pickle corn dog. Oof. And then a burp, a burp inside the mask. Oh, stop. With a hot dog burp. Um, another thing about COVID is it really is at your own risk is what I would tell people if they're wondering if they should go, even if you're vaccinated, depending on what your health conditions are. So for example, there are so many times that were unavoidable where you had to touch something. And unless you were, you know, strict with yourself and you remember, remember to go get hand sanitizer or something, then 
if there was COVID on the thing, you would have got it. That's how I kept feeling. I thought if there was COVID creeping around me within my sphere at some point, I probably would have got it if I wasn't safe for using all the precautions slash right. vaccinated. So, so there's that. That's my overall thought is if it's there, you're <laughs> probably going to get it. There's a low chance it will be there because they check temperature. So basically the people that would be in there that are contagious would be the asymptomatic people is how I'm understanding right. it. Right. Yeah. So that, those are your odds. So at your own risk. Um, but some of the examples that where you had to touch something were just like like grabbing a tray when you're ready to get your food and then bringing it down to the table and then running and getting all the stuff, the ketchup and all that. So and then you're about to eat, especially if you're hungry. So you yeah, have to remember to stop it your mouth. After that. <laughs> yeah. And it was really hard. I, I'll be honest. There was one point where don't tell anybody. Meanwhile, I'm telling the whole world where I did, I held a slice of pizza after I did all that and there was no hand sanitizer nearby. So I just ate it. In fact, there was a hand sanitizer. in your, like on you? No, that day I didn't bring any. I went like free balling that day. And the, there was actually a hand sanitizer near the table I was at, the booth, but it was empty. Ooh, I was so oh, mad. Oh no. And you know, when you're by yourself, you're like, I feel like Simba calling for help. I like I need to go to the bathroom or something and I can't leave all my yeah, shit there. <laughs> Somebody. Anybody. Anybody. So I had to uh, bargain with myself and I took the risk. Stupid. It was really stupid. Now they think Well, about you could it. like pick up the pizza and then just don't eat that piece of crust you touched. That's a good point. <laughs> And you know what? Eat I don't think it. I did because I didn't like the pizza. I don't think I ate that part I touched. Oh, yeah. I remember that video. You're like, it's like school pizza. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now I feel so much better. There you go. See? Just like that. Um, you made me think of like when it sucks to be alone, but we'll talk about that on a future episode. But um, it reminded me of the airport, and that's the worst place to be by yourself because you have to take your luggage freaking everywhere yeah. with you. It was so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to plug it. You got to check it in. Check you in your luggage. You just have to pee real quick. You got to drag your whole luggage with you. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, okay. a, I'm right. a check-inner for that reason. Yeah, especially. yeah. yeah. True. Um, another big difference right now going during the pandemic is just how you plan. So when you're going to mm -hmm. Disney World, normally you set up your all your fast passes in advance, your dinner reservations and all that. But right now, all you have to do is try to reserve your park, which in some ways is easier. And another way, it's harder because if you don't get it, you basically cannot visit that park. So I had to make park pass reservations. So we did um, Epcot and Magic Kingdom, did those each twice, and I did not get passes for the other two parks hollywood studios or animal kingdom so today i really wanted to talk about epcot then on the next episode we could talk about the other stuff at disney world um but the good thing about not having fast passes is it kind of feels nostalgic in a way it reminds me of like disneyland when you'd walk around yeah, and disneyland. if you saw a short wait because back then you didn't even know the ride times unless you went to that board which right. was like up, not updated all oh the time. Oh my gosh, you remember that? Yeah. Otherwise, it's take your chance. Walk over there and see what the time is. Uh, so that's more or less how it was. I didn't use the app that often, to be honest, because 
um, trying to save my battery for Disney Holic's Instagram. Um, and it was so sunny that I couldn't even see the screen. So if I needed to do something, I had to like, oh, yeah, squeeze into a shady corner, you know. Uh, but yeah, so that, that that's the pros and cons. So obviously, it's a con to not have fast pass in this situation. Like, what are some of the things that come to mind if you don't have fast pass? So, I mean, the only thing that comes to mind really when, when I think of not having fast pass is that I probably won't be going on many rides. Like, just in general. It's like, it's just going to be a chill day, and that's okay. Because um, they've had fast pass out for. I don't even remember when they started. I think it was like in the early 2000s, maybe even earlier. I think so, yeah. It's been a long time that we've been used to that. And you used to have to walk to the actual attraction, like way before they went to mobile, right? But like even that, you would have like a return time and you wouldn't have to wait in line. So like we've been playing that game for so long that it's like, I think the only times I don't use FastPass is like, the days and this is often i usually when i go to disneyland i don't usually i never go for opening except since rise of the resistance opened mm-hmm. mind you but um other than that i would usually roll into the park in the afternoon a lot of the time i would just roll in for the evening only like around 4 p.m 6 p.m in this day for closing um and like by that time like all the fast passes are sold out anyway so like i just kind of roll right. with the punches and see where things go so it gives me that vibe of like just kind of like whatever. Just yeah, it, it felt that like point. that. Um, and you're right that we're so used to it, especially at Disney World. Like those fast pass reservations more or less dictate what you're going to do all week. Totally. Right. And Which is not it. that great. Right. Yeah. So, so I, 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 I did feel that sense of freedom. I could walk around like Epcot all day, for example, or however long I was there and I could go wherever I wanted. I didn't have to like run all the way to the other side of the park to get that, to get in time for my window, you know? Right. Yeah, totally. And yeah, the whole Disney world experience is just stressful in general. So maybe that was nice to have a break off of that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, (laughs) especially with the context of the trip. I was by myself, just trying to relax. I was, I was just so grateful to have the privilege. It felt like a privilege to be there in the middle of the pandemic. So I, was really trying to do my best not to complain to myself in my head or to cast members. <laughs> um, now, I yeah. think they had, um, or they did have Park Hopper, but you did not get Park Hopper on your ticket, right? Correct. Um, I just I think did they single were, day. You would be able to Park hop to those places that were full after 2 p.m.? Do you know? I don't understand. I remember when we looked <laughs> it up, it said, yeah, after a certain time, it was at 2 p.m., if you have a Park Hopper, you can then go to another park based on capacity so yeah. i don't know what that means you have to call somebody does it show know, up right? on your app like, hey can i fit myself <laughs> right? in there because if it's not guaranteed <laughs> i would have been mad to have paid for a park hopper oh yeah i didn't even think about that i'd be super mad so mad. especially because that was a really busy week let's talk about that actually so um part of the reason that you didn't go to those parks is or biggest reason you didn't go to all the parks is because they were sold out by the time you even booked your trip and i think that's the first time since Disney World's been open, that like a full week was sold out of multiple parks. Yeah. So how are the crowds? Yeah, a lot of the calendar for March into April was like gray. So when you're booking online to get your reserve park reservation, it's it's different colors depending on your type of ticket, and then it's gray if you can't get it based on your type of ticket. So a lot of the parks and days were all sold out. Um, 
To my knowledge, the spring break crowds at Disney World um, end right before the last week of March. So I was technically there after the spring break rush, but it still felt very busy. Um, But I didn't see a lot. It felt like regular busy families, plenty of adults and some kids. It didn't feel like spring break, which I would have imagined would have been like triple the kids for some reason. Um, (laughs) So that was good, but it was definitely crowded for all types of reasons, I'm assuming, you know, um, there's still new rides. People haven't seen Galaxy's Edge yet. It's The weather is nice. Vaccines are happening. So I felt people there. Like, they were there. <laughs> Even though there was <laughs> a limited capacity, you could feel that it was, like, close yeah. to the capacity, if not at capacity. Which I think I is, what, 30%? 25? 35? Well, so I, I don't know. Disney World... I think the last, if I remember correctly, and it's been a while, guys, so sorry if I'm wrong, but I think the last time they actually reported what they're doing was like 30%. But I'm thinking it's not, right? Because it didn't look like, yeah. like there I were areas say, where it looked nice, but then like like a lot of it looked like a normal busy day at the park. I think pre-COVID. Um, <laughs> let's talk about that because when I went to Epcot, um, so I went there twice. So the first time I went to Epcot, was um like late afternoon i only planned on spending like a few hours at epcot um and i was staying at the boardwalk resort which means i could take a little friendship boat over to epcot and it parks you or drops you off near france in the world showcase instead of on the other side of the park uh, where most people are used to entering where spaceship earth is the big ball uh so (laughs) I entered in through France and it was so crowded. I was, my anxiety went from like three to 12 out of 10. And I thought like, what is going on? Why are there so many people here? Like, I know it's the flower and garden festival. Another reason why people go there. I forgot to mention. Um, And it was really crowded near Paris. (laughs) Yeah, it was just, it was stressful. And, um, you know, there was food booths everywhere and, not only the temporary ones for the festival, but the normal ones, like the crepe stand was there. Um, people were lollygagging around the Ratatouille um, extension, which is beautiful, by the way. The Aww. way they extended it looks like it wasn't, it looks like it was there the whole time, this whole other French block. And they did a really great job so that when you're coming down either the Skyliner or the boat, um, they have all the facades in place. I remember going there, I think, a couple years ago when they first started construction, and I thought, oh, man, this is going to mess it up. You're going to see the bottom of the fake Eiffel Tower, and it's going to ruin the <laughs> forced perspective, but they figured it out. It looks beautiful. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but between that and a new attraction in France, other than Remy's Adventure, there's another attraction that's brand new, which I'll tell you about. Um, what? And, <laughs> what? And so all of that. My point is... At the drop-off area, within the first thousand feet of that entrance, it was packed. It was so packed. And then as you traversed through Future World, it got less and less packed, unless you got near something big, like Norway, where the Frozen Ever After ride is. Right. Um, Wait, Future World? You mean World Showcase? Oh, World Showcase. Sorry. Yeah. World Showcase is where I spent the most, the first half of my few hours there. Yeah. So the more you traversed (laughs) through world showcase the more um you saw the crowd sort of disperse and then it started to look like maybe 25 percent so i'm guessing like it went to 45 percent by the entrance like it's just not distributed the way they wanted it to be 
but the number of people are still limited, if that makes sense. Uh, I could see that. So, yeah, because it's really hard to, like, gauge where people are going to spend their day, right? Yeah. Like, if everybody, even if it's 5% of capacity and everybody just decides to go to Norway at the same point, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. You can't tell people you can't go places. Like, I mean, I guess they could, but, like, you know, it's hard to manage a flowing sea of people. And you're always going to have your, your usual bottlenecks will be still bottlenecks. Yeah. Regardless. What time did you go over there that day that you're thinking of? Um, I would say maybe 4 p.m. Interesting. Yeah. See, I would think that it would be like one of the peak times of showing up at the park or leaving the park. Maybe it's people coming back from a break. No, that, it could I be. I don't know. I just know it was crowded by the France entrance. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was not having it, um, but I did spend some time in France, and I braved the crowds because there's that freaking bakery there that I needed to have, and I was so hungry. I haven't eaten yet. It's 4 o'clock, and I haven't eaten. <laughs> so I went to the French bakery. I waited in the queue, which went by pretty quickly. It was social distance, so there, it, therefore it looked long. Right. Um, and I got, I think it was a... Bacon, egg, and cheese croissant. Yes, I love that place. Oh, it's so good, right? All the, and it stays open till like yes, ten. I know I sometimes when we're there together, we'll get some sweets at the end of the night. Oh my god, I love their eclairs, and there's some other type of like almost like a cream puff or something. It's so good. I always have to visit that place. That place, and then the like sweet bread place in Norway. I always visit those two places. <laughs> yum. I love me some sweet bread. Yum yum yum. <laughs> so since we're talking about France at the World Showcase in Epcot, I put together a little clip so we can really pretend we're there and experience it together with our audience. So sweet. close your eyes and take a deep breath. Ooh. We have about a three-minute clip of us together in France. Here we go. All right, we're going to take a short break here, do a little bit of an audio imagination experience. I'm standing here in front of the France Pavilion at Epcot. Um, and for those Disneylanders who haven't had a chance to come here yet, behind me is the Eiffel Tower. Beautiful French architecture. Handful of different restaurants. And there's that gentle reminder that we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Passing by me is a cast member. His name is Tristan. He's pushing a cart along, making sure that trash gets to the back stage area. In the background, if you could hear and or recognize that, that is Belle, instrumental version from Disney's Beauty and the Beast. To my left is one of these uh, really nice sit-down restaurants, Le Chef de France. And directly in front of that is the Creperie. 
outdoor booth that sells crepes. Very, very long queue for that. Socially distanced, though. Take in that ambiance. Imagine your people watching. Who do you see passing by? Who do you want to see passing by? If I look across the lagoon, I can see in the far distance a massive show building, um, which I believe is Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind. Looks like it's uh, about 75% complete from the outside, but we don't know what's going on in the inside necessarily. Seeing a friendship boat pass by, sailing through the lagoon. And with that, that's the end of our short break. Let's carry on. Au revoir. Wow. First of all, I feel so peaceful, and I almost didn't <laughs> want to come back from that break. I was just quite enjoying it. Good. Uh, it felt like reliving it, too, hearing it. Just the something about the people walking by. Right. Yeah, I really like I love just being able to hear it. It almost makes you feel like you're there, especially like if you really get into it, close your eyes and give it your all. Like I could smell the eclairs from here. <gasps> Yum. <sighs> um, and so so that was France. And I wanted to tell you about that new ride. I mean, not ride, yes. but the new attraction. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a hot guy? No. OK, so there's a new attraction. It's a Beauty and the Beast sing along. And I believe it's in the theater that used to be like a Fran France film or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you could tell the theater was old and it was repurposed. Um, yeah, I think it was one of those movies. So if any of our listeners know what it was before. Um, so anyways, it was Beating the Beast sing-along. And I thought, well, I don't really love the Frozen sing-alongs, but I love Beating the Beast music so I think I'll have real, a lot of fun with it and I can sit down finally get to see some live theater you know um and the wait wasn't too long it was about 15 minutes between shows and of course I got there right at the cutoff so I ended up waiting like maybe a total of like 20 minutes and um the lobby where you're socially distancing waiting for yourself to go in the theater is one of these r random but rare instances where nobody is enforcing. And so there's kids running around. There's kids laying on the floor. Ugh. They're just like touching the carpet, touching all the stuff. Cause there's a lot of, um, there's like displays. There's like a gallery of different types of French musicals, like Phantom of the Opera. And it was celebrating French theater and musicals and fairy tales. So that was like the area before you get into the attraction. Um, and then, so I got in, I was like, this is exciting. I was like, the curtains closed, the lights went down. It's just a screen movie. It's just a film. No. There's no live actors. It's literally, oh it's literally a sing-along, like from the DVD bonus, 
like gold edition of Beauty and the Beast. They'll just stick a DVD in. It's fine. Seriously, it felt like I was like in a babysitting room or something. I was so mad. Of course, I didn't get up because I was comfortable (laughs) sitting down, air conditioning. And um, what I did appreciate, they, they did a little twist on it. So what it was is they took you through the whole story of Beauty and the Beast from the perspective of Le Fou. And okay, it's like, right. little did you know, little, 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 foot. <laughs> <laughs> little foot from land before time. Little did we know, according to this story, LeFou was the one who made everything happen. So he was the one trying to get Belle to fall in love with the beast and to make sure okay. Gaston doesn't get with her. And he was like delaying Gaston by hyping him up with that song in the bar yeah it was it was cute because they would keep showing things that you know and then all of a sudden lefou would be in the background you're like oh oh right it was lefou oh oh my gosh totally it was totally that (laughs) there was one part where they showed him like knocking on the door and giving all the enchanted furniture a whole wagon full of produce and food so that they could cook the be our guest food (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's actually really cute. Yeah, okay. it was cute. So he's supposed to be a good guy. Um, so, you know, it was fun. It was cute. The animation for the new scenes were, was cheap, though. You know, yeah. it, it, it didn't look exactly the same. Um, <laughs> but I'm not here to complain. Like I said, I was just grateful to be there. Um, but I was just surprised that um, that's all that they did. But at the same time, they really haven't promoted this. So I, I guess it's okay. It's like filler or something. Yeah, filler. So what I was thinking as soon as you started telling me about it was our experience with the other Beauty and the Beast, whatever, I don't even know what it's called, fairy Um, tale something. Belle's Enchanted Tale? Something like that. I don't know. It's in uh, Fantasyland over in Magic Kingdom. We went into that being like, okay, whatever, we'll check it out. Like we had so many days, we're checking everything out, want to do all of it. And it ended up being really good. Like, we were super impressed with it. And then then you told me it's just a video. I'm like, womp womp. Right. But it's still a cool story, at least. It had some Yeah, I appreciated <laughs> the twist. Um, and it was actually fun to sing along, especially because I was by myself and everyone had masks on. So I went for it. I was like, whatever. Oh, I don't I know anybody. <laughs> I was, like, trying to harmonize. <laughs> um, it was really cute. And everyone was singing. And it was a little muffled because of the mask. But I bet you everybody was happy in that five-minute, <laughs> ten-minute whatever attraction. Oh my gosh, we have to go back and then record that because I want to hear all the muffled scenes. <laughs> oh, I should have. That's a good that's a good idea. Um, that's hilarious. So that was Especially France. you harmonizing. <laughs> harmonizing be our guest. So uh, that was France. Moved on from France. It was a little too crowded. I did our, I did my thing there. Um, and then I went um, just walking around. I actually went backwards compared to what most Disney fans say you should do at World Showcase. So I went from France and then I made my way toward Mexico. So I'm going up and around. Um, And then I stopped at a couple places. I think that changes once you've taken that back entrance. Because people talk about it when you come in from the Epcot ball. Yes. Like Spaceship Earth. And that's why I felt like it was okay, right? right? Yeah, I was like, that's okay. okay. I'm already in the middle. You still went towards Mexico. Yes. (laughs) So I went to, I passed all the different things, uh, Morocco. Um, I stopped in the American pavilion area because there was Mexican-Americans doing a mariachi show, which I love that. It was very intentional saying, this is America, and then we're doing Mexican-American performances. I love that. And then inside the American um, adventure lobby, 
where it's like you're inside one of those um, rotunda type of uh, buildings. They had a whole Pixar soul festival of jazz appreciation (laughs) exhibit. That's cool. Yeah. So that was really nice. Uh, There's some jazz music playing and then you could walk around. Um, I didn't go into the show itself, though. Um, I think I was just jaded after the Beauty and the Beast one. I was like, I just want to keep walking. <laughs> but I did go and look at the exhibit, and I had a in um, a frozen iced tea lemonade that they have there at the little barbecue joint, which right. was delicious and refreshing on a hot day. Yeah, sounds delicious right now. So that was America. And then I ended up um, checking out Norway, because I know you and I were talking about it recently, about the fact that they do have norse gods and the legends of them in this small little building Um, Mm -hmm. but it has nothing to do with mcu and they still haven't shoehorned any ip into that museum which is nice that is good because they you told me though that like because thor is a real like i mean yeah so like um, real folklore at least right yeah and i remember that as a kid like even before I got into Marvel. For some reason, I really liked the Norse gods. I think it was because Mm of, um, I must have watched some, I'm picturing like some old, like weird cartoon where they talked about it or something. (laughs) Wait, is Loki also a real Norse? Norse Yeah, all of those people, Odin um, and the Rainbow Bridge, all of that stuff, yeah, is real. And the way the MCU tries to mix the mythology with the real world is that they said, Thor and Odin actually did show up in Norway back in that time, and then they were worshipped before they went back to their planet or whatever. Mm. Um, so I thought that's cool. That's what I think that's what we love. We talked about that before with the MCU because it's grounded in our world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like takes place in New York City. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So um, if anyone hasn't been to Disney World or hasn't been to that, it's a really small museum. Like it's the size of maybe a bedroom. Um, but I definitely recommend you go in there because it's really cool and air conditioned and nice and dark. Um, and then it's actually really cool to see all the different stories about um, the main Norse gods, including and Loki and Thor. Doesn't it smell amazing in there, like cedar? Yeah, right? like uh, like church pews. <laughs> <laughs> like that smell. <laughs> like that I remember wooden... those little like gift boxes I would get at like Yosemite, where it just like smells so good, like cedar wood. And I think yeah. that. If I remember correctly, it has that smell there, too. And it's supposed to be that building that you're talking about. I think it's supposed to be a church. It's like an old Norwegian church. Like, I think, if I remember correctly. But anyway, it's supposed to be, like, themed after one of the oldest standing buildings in Norway or something like that. So it's pretty cool. Like, a lot of history in that little tiny piece of (laughs) whatever you want to call it, a little establishment. (laughs) And I almost didn't go in, to be honest, because Norway was really crowded. Uh, because that's where Frozen Ever After is. Um, and it looked like it was closed because the door was closed. So I thought if they didn't leave it open for COVID, you know, it must be not available. Um, but then I saw someone leave and I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> so here's a prime example where you do have to touch the giant long doorknob right. to get in. You have to. There's no other way. You um, sweatshirt. Yeah. one in Florida. <laughs> good tip is i had a bandana with me that i would sometimes carry around and then i would wrap it around my hand to Uh, open the doors but at the same time i felt like the bandana's probably touching me whatever Um, (laughs) but yeah so you had to and if you didn't remember to wash your hands after then miss miss rona is with you 
if you don't eat, like the masks are covering where you can't touch your hands to. So at least that's good. Right. Like, yeah. The problem before we were wearing masks here was that everybody would touch things and then touch their mouth or their nose or whatever. Right. That's a good but, like, point. Now you can't. So at least you're like even more protected because of masks. So that window that's of funny. time before touching the, the doorknob to the next time you wash your hands, you just can't touch yeah. your like eyeball. It's the only right, exposed. Right, yeah. Really <laughs> um, yeah, so I went in there, which was nice. And then um, after I left Norway, I actually backtracked down to China because I wanted to see where the um, Frozen Ever After queue actually ended because it went out of Norway. And I'm like, what? Uh, oh it actually snaked through China. So you'd have to go to China <laughs> in order to get to Norway. Obviously, it was socially distanced, but I think it said, like, 75-minute wait. It was pretty long. That um, sounds hilarious that you have to, like, stand in line in China to get to Norway. Yeah. Like, it just sounds, like, too <laughs> real. It's the wrong country. In <laughs> um, China, of course, since it wasn't Norway, aside from the snaking queue, was pretty pleasant and empty. And I walked around there. It was kind of nice. Um, there was a little corner where I stood at um, because they were playing, um, like, instrumental version of Mulan and or one of the songs from Milan so why don't we take a little journey to oh, China good, good. in Epcot yes all right so this is going to be another audio experience here at Epcot World Showcase we're in China right now so if you could hear that background music from Mulan See passerbys walking, walking through, through China. In the distance, I could see the Circle Theater. I also hear some screaming children, giving you the full immersive atmosphere here. Time to say goodbye to China. Can we do more of these? I really, really like this. Yeah. <laughs> They're fun to record, too, because it was a time for me to just stop and chill. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They are great solo trip things to do. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was that was China. We visited China. We visited Norway. We visited France. Um, what else? Anything else for the World Showcase to report back? Yeah, so I would say um, what I loved about the fact that it was the Flower and Garden Festival is that they actually had um, really beautiful topiaries of the different Disney characters or Disney franchise characters. And they did a really good job of trying to put them in places that matched the characters themselves. So Back in France, there was this beautiful Beauty and the Beast topiary. It was, it was gorgeous, one of the bigger ones. Um, and so it was both Belle and Beast made out of garden, <laughs> made out of garden or whatever. Um, and then over in Norway, of course, what characters were there, do you think? I think it would be, I'm trying to think of somebody that's not Elsa and Anna, but Elsa and Anna and Olaf. Yes, it was Kristoff. them. I, I remember Anna and Elsa because the eyes were like real big and made of like different flowers. Um, I'm sure the other characters were there. I just don't remember. 
Um, maybe, maybe just one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then in Germany, who would you think is that in Germany? Oh my, oh my God, I'm so excited. So I went back, way back in 2007, was like my first trip as an adult to Disney World. And I don't know if they're having the same type of thing, but they had these same topiaries out in front of all the things. And I found out this way that Snow White is German. Boom. Was it Snow White? It was Snow White. <laughs> I and I no also didn't know that. she was German. <laughs> Thank you, Flower and Garden Festival, for teaching us where <laughs> our characters are from. Snow White, it's from Deutschland. Um, so yeah, it I, makes sense. I you look at the, the house that she's in. It like totally looks like the architecture and design that they use. Right. In, in old Germany. Oh, my gosh. So there you have it. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and the Evil Queen. They reside in Germany. And so that's where you found their topiary. Um, there was one one more. There was a bunch, but there's one more that I really wanted to share with you. It was several characters in Canada. Canada. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if we could guess. That's interesting. I don't. Oh, shoot. The timer's on. Canada. I've got nothing. Which is surprising. I'm surprised we don't have any Canadian. Yeah, so the reason why you couldn't answer, because there really isn't any Canadian that I can think of. I think there's like maybe some bears or something, but it was the Muppets. <laughs> what? Why? I don't know. I feel like they could shoehorn the Muppets wherever they want. Right. Yes. True. New York, Liberty Square, uh, Canada, apparently. You're like, sure. Like <laughs> the Christmas Carol. Yeah, so they were just like in this, it was filler or whatever, but they were really cute ones. There was like Kermit riding a bike and all that kind of stuff. Aww. But I thought it was interesting. Okay, Canada. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then if we walk over to, you know, what what is formerly or still known as future world, the whole other half, the front part of Epcot, um, where there's the pavilions and the different um, attractions, a lot of the thrill rides and edutainment rides. Um, one of the cool... I never heard that before. Edutainment. Edutainment. <laughs> one is of that a Mike the, TV saying? No, or? I think that's real. Oh my gosh, I, I want to say it. I got it from Epcot, but I could okay, just I be it. making it up. Sorry, So. In front of Mission Space was a really cool topiary. Any guesses? Ooh, Wally. Ooh, that would have been cool, but it's not. Oh, what? Some from, someone from space? Star Wars. Nope, but good. Another good guess. What? Marvel. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. The new ride right there. Uh, that's also a good guess. It was Buzz Lightyear. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, this makes pretty a lot of good sense. Uh, so there was <laughs> the a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. It's literally right there. True. On, they did have a lot of um. They did have a lot of Guardians stuff. Mur things on the walls. The construction Buzz walls. Buzz Lightyear is also very cute. I like that they're giving him his alternate universe. That we yeah, about there you go. <laughs> episode before. And he has his full. Maybe that proves it even more. Ooh, oh, natural, oh, natural movie coming out called Lightyear. Um, so I actually really like this attraction, Mission Space, and it was the longest I've ever seen it, like 45 minutes. It's usually a walk-on, and there you go. When there's no fast passes, things get real weird. So I did not um, ride that ride. Um, Mission Space. I basically tried to like stick to whatever was walk-ons or short rides. Like, What are some of your favorite typically short queue attractions in future world that you would have loved to get on if you were there 
Wait, what's in Future World? So right now it's just Test Track and Mission, right? Oh, pretty much everything up front that's not World Showcase. And then within oh. there, they like call the pavilion Is it called something? Future also? Or I thought it was like called like Imagination something. Imagination Pavilion in Future World? Yeah, exactly. Okay. But in the so new that's... Epcot, they're supposedly rebranding all of that. Ooh, okay, good. I think it needs to anyways. They yeah. don't have anything to do with each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I love Journey... I always forget if it's Journey to Imagination or Into Imagination or Into Imagination with Figment. They've changed it a million times. Right. But that ride, I love. I always have to go on. Okay. So let's stop there. I, I got it. on that ride. <laughs> it was a walk-on. Um, in fact, Good. I almost I got on it twice. I was really tempted. Um, and it's easy. Like any of these like Omnimover type of rides or any like continuous moving track, right, is are good for loads, loading times. Mm-hmm. Loads. Yeah. Another work capacity. Yeah, it gets a lot of people through. And what I realized was the ride vehicles were pretty much the same as the new Guardians of the Galaxy coaster vehicles. They're just not on a roller coaster track. Yeah, and so, um, but it like turns, right? So if you think of Journey of the Imagination, like you're in your little car, but it's connected to other cars, so it's a little train. And right. then when they need you to look at a show scene, your vehicle independently turns like to look buggy. at the show screen. Yeah. Right. Um, and so there, there they go. And then each train has like, what, four cars? And then it's separated by some space. Um, so anyways, I thought that was interesting because they found a way to get you to look at show scenes. And they've always had it all along. Um, I'm just more observant nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got on that ride. It, you go through a whole <laughs> section about sense of smell where somebody pulls the fart machine fart yeah. smell. Or is it skunk or fart? <laughs> Maybe it was... I think it's supposed to be a skunk. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I think they show a skunk, but but then like a giant green cloud behind him. So I'm like. Right. So that okay. part happened. And guess what? I barely smelt it because of the mask. Isn't good. that weird? Well, good. And I wanted to smell it, but yeah, you're right. It's good because that means the masks are somewhat working. Right. Um, <laughs> so that part was funny. Overall, the attraction it it just needs some love. It's a lot of screen, totally. so it's very screen based to the point where it almost looks like VHS. And like old screen based. Yeah, yeah like, I was like, oh, not the new technology. Ooh. Yeah, I think I go on that one. And literally just transport myself back in time to the old version of it because it was oh, so good. I, I don't think and, I ever been on that one. Oh, so Can it you briefly so explain cute. like what it is and who that guy is? So, I mean, there's a whole other character named Dreamfinder and it was just him and Figment. And they go through like they literally take a journey through imagination instead of because to me, the new ride isn't very much like there's some imagination but they're talking about the senses which are real like that doesn't <laughs> right. feel you know what i mean like yeah i don't i could see them taking those senses and making it imaginative out of it but i don't feel that they really do that too well in it <laughs> yeah so it's just like whatever about that but then also like the original one it just it was just really cool and it was a lot more visual than this right is because again you're talking about the old screen technology the old one was more practical effects, and it had, like, the Dream Finder. He, he, he looked like a kind of older, like, steampunk kind of guy. Like, he had a, like, tuxedo almost thing on, and the, like, I forget what it's called, but you wear the shoes with, like, covers over the tops of them. He was just, like, very old-fashioned, 
and it had this big like blimp thing he would ride like a bike you just had to see it i don't know how to explain yeah, it kind of like it just that was, like more magical like that da vinci and you said like steampunk vibe like those type of totally, weird yeah. machines yeah like like uh what's his name very sea actually <laughs> what was i gonna is say he part james of james cameron <laughs> james cameron <laughs> what am i thinking jules verne jules verne yes um oh my yeah is dream finder part of sea or we don't know if he is yet i don't think he is i don't think but we'll have to ask Alyssa about that Ooh. one hey Alyssa. yeah i think <laughs> he, he really needs to be he fits right in um yeah, yeah so i got I on like that they had him noted in one of the sea hotels that like oh pay tribute to it or whatever but um so you got on that one. And then, like, real quick, let's just name the attractions. Because if I'm trying to remember, and you can tell me if I'm forgetting something. I ha- We have Soren, Living with the Land, Im- Journey to Imagination, and then we have Test Track and Mission Space. Right? And that's it. There's also um, Seas with Nemo and Friends. Oh, I keep forgetting that yeah. one's in Epcot for some reason. I can never <laughs> remember that it's And there. then there's Spaceship Earth. Oh my god! How did I I'm gonna get so shamed, shame bell again. Bing. Um, it's like too much of an icon for me to call it. An right? It's the. There. It's the. What did you call it? The dicky. The boonie. The dicky. The weenie. The weenie. It's we the should start calling him Dickie. It's the weenie, and not most weenies don't have attractions in them, so that's fair. Right, yeah. Oh, no, wait, that's not true, because Space Mountain, Splash Mountain. Oh, is it a weenie? Yeah. Oh. Oh, you know, I probably don't. Sleeping I probably castle. misunderstood weenie then, because I thought it was only one per park, like just the castle. No, anywhere that, like, draws you into another land. Oh, uh, okay. Or park or anything. Both. Like, that's yeah. fair. So, Spaceship Earth. I feel like we're both missing one more attraction. <laughs> I'm still dying like, over Dicky. I can't think of what it would be. Oh, because the energy one's closed. It would have been Ellen's yeah. World of Energy or whatever. Um, oh, wait, there's one more. It's the. Uh, it's right now the Disney Pixar Shorts Theater, but it's like the Magic Eye Theater. Oh, yeah. It's a show. <laughs> Another show, Not screen, <laughs> TV show, movie show. Um, so, yeah, Journey of Imagination was fun. Um, I almost wrote it again, but I didn't. <laughs> So there's that. Um, I did get on C's with Nemo and Friends because there was no queue. And I wanted to like remember what it was because I kind of forgot. And um, I actually loved it. I really liked it. It was long, way longer than like the um, submarine, I'm pretty sure. And it felt like the Little Mermaid because the clamshell uh, Omnimover is like exactly the same. Like, I think it's exactly the same. And so, but what I loved about this one compared to the Disneyland, uh, submarine is that this has real fish. So first you go through the story portion, dark ride where there's water and they're somehow projecting, um, the animated characters amazing? from finding Nemo. It's, I still can't figure right? out how they do it. It looks so real. And I like try to squinch my eyes and look, and I still don't understand. Um, <laughs> And so you go through the story portion and then all of a sudden it breaks out into the song, um, which is not in the movie, but it's only in the like the Broadway show or the live show at Animal Kingdom. It's called Big Blue or something, right? Blue. It's called something. Maybe I'll insert it right here. In the big blue world, I'm going to go explore in the big blue world that I've never seen. 
waiting for me. That's what I'm afraid of. Hey, Dad, do you know how old sea turtles are? Yeah, so that's the song. And after they all sing it, all of a sudden it opens up and you're still going through the ride, but now it's real aquarium all around you. And you see real fish um, and superimposed in there swimming around the fish are the characters again and that's where it like just blows my mind i'm like i'm so glad so (laughs) i'm watching mike on uh cam right now right and he just literally put his hands up to his forehead like like squinted his eyes He's like i can't figure it out like that face you're just like (laughs) like almost like mind blown and I have the same exact reaction to that, and I still can't figure it out. So I need, we need to look into that and figure out how they do that. But it is really cool. It's cool. Because it's like, and it's massive, right? Like the yeah. whole middle of the room is like this massive aquarium with fish swimming, and all of a sudden, here comes Nemo and friends. Like, how are they doing it's that? It's so weird. So cool. And the, I think the part that is the best eye trickery illusion is, um, I don't remember his name, Mr. Mister Ray, is that his name? The Manta Ray carrying the little school children on his wings. Mm-hmm. He like flies behind around and in front of an actual coral rock that's there. The and heck? I don't get it. I don't know how. I'm like, wow. Cause they li- yeah. a real world physical rock. I think this is one rock. of those um, underrated attractions. <laughs> yeah. like, nobody, like I forgot it was an Epcot. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's really cool. And I don't think we went on it. Probably not. Yeah. It's, it, we it's easy to skip to walk right by. Like yeah. the, the entrance is cute. It has the seagulls going, mine, 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 mine. And people take pictures in front of that. And then you keep walking. You don't really go in. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So it was like, it felt new to me because I didn't remember most of this. And then when you get off the actual Omnimover part, you get to see even more aquarium and different smaller, smaller, um, not fish bowls, but smaller aquariums. And then the large actual giant pool thing. And First of all, there was a couple dolphins in there, and I that kind of weirded me out. That didn't seem right, but um, yeah, I think I need to look it up because I'm pretty sure that they're it's they're in there in a humane way. I remember like re- reading about it, but yeah, it seemed kind of odd. But I will tell you, those dolphins were so happy; Aww. they were having fun. They were like interacting with the people at the glass because um, you know dolphins are like one of the smartest animals in the world, and so yeah. they were there hanging out with us. Social distancing, not happening. Everybody's hands up against the glass looking All at... on the glass, yeah. yeah. And then, like, I would stand there, I would get my own window, and then only had it for, like, five seconds before I'm, like, people breathing on me around me. So, <laughs> so there's that. Um, but one of my favorite things in that exhibit is that there's a special aquarium for Nemo and Dory, and it's all real clownfish and Aww. whatever she is blue yeah i don't know what she is an angelfish maybe blue something very cute yeah and they looked really like it i couldn't believe it they were so cute and they're bright and colorful (laughs) uh so it was yeah the real nemo and dory like several of each of them um but yeah it's a nice relaxing place again dark air conditioned if it's a hot day at epcot definitely check it out you could spend a good 20 25 minutes in there depending and how long and how much you want to explore. In fact, it reminded me of Animal Crossing, the museum. It looked just like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the aquarium portion. It was the so aquarium pretty. part, yeah, totally. That's um, hilarious. So I did all that. Um, did I write any more things up front? No, you know, I wanted to get on Spaceship Did you go Earth. on Living with the Land? Oh, you're right. You are right. So... <laughs> Number one attraction. Number one attraction. It's trending right now for whatever reason. Uh, I did get on Living with the Land. Also a walk-on. 
Um, and I also ate in that pavilion, which I never had before, I don't think. But there's a um, mobile ordering counter service restaurant with pretty good food. I got a pulled pork within a Texas toast sandwich. Like it was a lot. It was very much a theme park lunch slash dinner. Right. Um, but it was one of the best foods I've ever had at Disney, hands down. And oh, I, wow. okay. I wasn't expecting it. I was like, oh, I, I think I'll eat something here. For some reason, I thought it would be all vegetarian because that place is like all about. Oh, that. yeah. That would be smart. But <laughs> nature, trees. Um, but they realized that majority of America wants wants some pulled pork. <laughs> right. And e- extra garlic, cheesy Texas toast. Um, oh, my God. oh, and served with a bag of potato chips. Oh, my <laughs> God. I haven't ate there before, but I know exactly what you're talking about. But it feels to me, and probably why I haven't ate there, it feels like a mall food court. It does. Doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. I'll even make it worse. It feels like a hospital cafeteria. That part. Oh, no. That section. There's a nice. food in Disney World. Yeah. I was surprised. And it was like, there was nobody there. So I had a table with like socially distanced by like 20 feet each party had. Um there, there is a full service restaurant there that you need reservations for, um, that I did not go into. But the the mobile order place I went to, I think it's called Seasons, has like a very like nineteen early nineties font on the sign. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the food was good. But yeah, let's get to living in the living with the land. So I got on that, um, which we found out closes a little bit earlier than the rest of the park. So that was probably the one attraction in my whole trip that I kind of hustled to get there in time. Um, and I had an epiphany. I had a Uh-oh. full-on epiphany. I thought, they need to retheme this ride. Like, if they want to go with their IP and throw it all in here, it has so much potential. Um, so Living with the Land, right, it's pretty long ride. I want to say, like, 13 minutes or longer, if if anything. And it has – I was I had this all in my head I was go, as I was going. I was going to tell you all of this. So – there's basically five acts in that land, <clears throat> I mean, in that attraction, and each act would be perfect for an IP. So I think if we bookended it with Pocahontas, and she could be singing just around the river ba- river bend as your boat goes through huh. the just beginning, bend, right? Literally. Just around the river bend. <laughs> and then you go into this other place where um, they're showing a lot of screen-based edutainment about foresting and all this stuff so they could put something really cool there um i'm not sure what exactly but that's a good place to just put like someone a character that likes to teach land stuff i'm sure they could think of something and then you go into this really huge like greenhouse type of thing which would be really perfect for either like lilo and stitch or moana teaching you about all those different tropical plants in there and then you go through this other place it's like a dark tunnel filled with fish, live fish. And they start to teach you about sustainable um, eating and fishing and how that they use those actual fish allegedly in the restaurants around Epcot that has seafood. Um, So you could do something really fun there. I mean, there's tons of IP that I think could fit in there. Um, And then I was thinking after that, there's another act where you could do so many things in this fourth one. It's all about like hydro ponic whatever futuristic types of plant things like there's these towers that spin and they they, yeah and they like water each other it's like some battlestar galactica like spaceship stuff wally 
I was going to say Wally. Yeah. <laughs> it could be like the inside Wally. of the ship where all those people mm-hmm. are. Um, and then there's this other, and then the, the, the final act could be Pocahontas again singing Colors of the Wind because it, the final act pretty much is like an epilogue of everything that you just saw. So yeah. I was thinking if she's saying Colors of the Wind and then you saw all the characters that you already saw, like Splash Mountain type, and they're all saying goodbye. Oh my gosh, I want to get on this version. <laughs> And it could still be living with the land. They don't even have yeah. to change the name. I was going to say, you could... So not only did you not change any of the ride at all, the ride is exactly the same, but you just added IP, maybe some retheming to match the IP, but the essential... It, like, the point of the ride is still the same. They're all going to educate you right. exactly the same on all the stuff. They don't have to change what they're doing in there. And then add some IP flavor. I would love like, it so much. It needs it a little bit. And some huh? music. Um, but yeah, there's endless things. I kept changing the scenes in my mind. Like some of them could have been Zootopia. Some of them could have been like. Zootopia too, but I don't know why. There was, a, there was an area that looked like um, they talked about different habitats. And it could be oh. the different lands in Zootopia, right? The neighborhoods. Nice. Um, with like Shakira, the Giselle singing. Oh my gosh, so many opportunities. So many different things they could do there. So yeah, I wrote Living with the Land. Um, one of those things where everybody copied because I got out of the ride and all of a sudden there's this long queue. <laughs> oh, I love when that happens. I was though, like, you feel like you just like won a million dollars. Yeah. I was like, like I just beat that whole I already wrote line it, yeah. and got to do exactly what all of you are about to do. <laughs> totally. Uh, so that was living with the land. I, I walked around a little bit more front of Epcot. Spaceship Earth was a long queue, so I didn't get in that. Um, all the rest of the rides that we named earlier, they all had long lines and I only went on those walk-ons I'm going to interrupt here and share with our listeners that his idea of a long line for Spaceship (laughs) Earth was 25 minutes too long (laughs) I remember you texting me I didn't even write back so I was like I don't even know what to say to that that's not a long line (laughs) so I'll tell you why it, it was not attractive to me <laughs> to get on you that attraction cruising which i just, that was like my feeling I'm like oh he's just like super mellow and out right now which yeah is and i was and i was getting really hot and by that point you have to imagine i've already walked around world showcase and then all the way to the front of the park so i was tired and that was one of the few attractions where the switchback queue was still in place so the social distancing oh, didn't make any sense at all yeah, because you're like shoulder to shoulder with people unless you're at the end. of Yeah, the- like the front and back huh. is fine, but left and right, there's more people. Yeah, they so should have like, skipped like every other yeah. row or something. And, and some did. Some oh, did. Okay. Some things like the um, the bus, the bus stations did that, but some of the rides didn't. So it was just very inconsistent. That's interesting. Uh, they couldn't, you know what? That ride actually, now I'm thinking about it, if... They can't fit the line within the switchbacks. Like, where would the line go? It would be like That's a horrible true. mess. It right in front of everything. like the iconic Epcot ball that everybody's taking photos of. Yeah. Not that that's important in comparison, but you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I did wish I got on it because, um, or I wish it was shorter so I would have gotten on it because rumor is they're going to change it, but then rumor is that they lost the funding for it. I don't know. So it could have been the last chance to write we'll it. Could have not before been. they do that. Yeah, hopefully. I feel like we will. <laughs> um, and then they did have the monorail to Epcot, the one that goes between Epcot and the Ticket Transportation Center. hasn't wasn't running my whole trip, so I don't know if that was a COVID thing. So you could only take the bus to Epcot or the Skyliner or boat, which goes in the back 
of the park, mm-hmm. um, which again also explains probably the bottleneck and why there weren't that many people up front. Yeah, true. Um, did a lot of photo pass pictures. Tried to milk that photo pass because I had to pay for it this time. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a ton of, in front of Epcot. And I have to give a shout out to one of the cast members because um, I had to go to two different people. Some people don't like to take a picture of you jumping for two reasons. One, if it's a cur- curmudgeon, they'll say, you know, I don't want you to hurt yourself. And if it's uh, not a curmudgeon, but maybe not a uh, advanced photographer, they don't know how to do it at night because you have to change the shutter speed oh yeah yeah so i got rejected a couple times over a couple days and then i finally found this really cool guy who did the one of me jumping at nighttime which is like the ultimate and he he nailed it and he was like of course i could do that like he was excited about the challenge Oh, cute! right i love those type of photo pass cast members totally like they probably take the same boring photos of the same poses all day long and then they have somebody that wants to do something different they're like yes let's do this right exactly um so i mean just to wrap up my time at epcot there was uh there's just a lot of stuff happening there's a lot of construction going on uh between the guardians roller coaster and then just all of the changes to the future world slash front half of epcot um tons of walls very confusing it was hard to figure out how to get from point a to point b because you can't just walk through the center like you used to be able to um, but then all the walls are really cool because they were showing off what's going to go there. So mm. the the area that's going to become like the Moana water exhibit, they had a bunch of Moana stuff. And then over by Guardians, there was a lot of Guardian stuff on the wall and picture ops or photo ops that you could take in front of those signs with the characters on the mural or whatever. So, so yeah, that was Epcot. Just a few hours there, but I got a lot done and, and really, really enjoyed myself. I was just going to say, you weren't in there for too long, and you still, like, have a whole lot of memories out of that. Isn't that cool? Just, like, say for Disney overall. like Totally. That's that's awesome. There's so much you can do just walking around. Yeah. I know. I love those days where you could just, like, embrace everything else besides just rides, which is just so cool. Love it. Well, your trip sounds like a ton of fun. I'm very jealous and i cannot wait to get to disney world with you later this year i just can't wait well i mean just a park in general like just get me anywhere please <laughs> yeah right. anywhere where there's all the senses sight smell sound well i don't know about touch but uh what's the other one taste <laughs> yeah, maybe not taste right now. <laughs> maybe that's not either <laughs> hey epcot though <laughs> Taste after you've washed your hands. <laughs> after you wash your hands. So, do you have any other highlights you want to share with us um, from Walt Disney World? So many, <laughs> not enough for this one episode. So let's let's wait until our next episode. I want to talk all about Magic Kingdom, like the crown jewel of Disney World, um, and also the couple of resorts I stayed at. I stayed at the Disney Riviera Resort, which is the newest one, and then I also stayed at Disney's Boardwalk, which is a classic one, like really great location. Um, so I want to tell you all about those three things next week cool looking forward to it well thank you all for listening and we hope you enjoyed episode 27 of the disney holics show follow us on social media at the disney holics and if you'd like to get in touch with us send us a message on instagram or email us at fanmail at the disney holics.com bye. Okay, bye see you soon i look once more just around the river bend beyond the shore where the gulls fly free Don't know what for What I dreamed the day might send Just around the river bend What do you want? Do you want
keeping me awake are you here to distract me so i make a big mistake or are you someone out there who's a little bit like me who knows deep down i'm not where i'm meant to be every day is a little harder as i feel your power grow don't you know there's part of me that longs to go into the unknown Waterfalls, can I ignore the sound of distant drumming? For a handsome, sturdy husband who builds handsome, sturdy walls and never dreams that something might be coming. Just around the river waiting just around the river I look once more, just around the river beyond the shore, somewhere past the sea. Don't know. of ever knowing we never dream that something might be